This is The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. Featuring Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. Now, here is your host, the runner Washington himself, Keenan Gray. Welcome back to another episode of The Rundown here on the Runner Washington website, www.therunnerwa.com. Your home for high school cross country track and field here in the state of Washington. Track and field, people, it's here. It's finally here. We've had a couple of weeks of some great racing. We're going to talk about some previews, both from the boys and girls side. We're also going to talk about some excellent performances so far on the season. Keenan Gray, Kyle Paulson, welcoming back our favorite other co-host, Alex McIntyre. It seems like, what, four weeks, maybe three episodes that we haven't even had you on for this show, but it's good to finally have you back. I just waved to the camera like everyone can see that, but I'm here. Uh, just been coaching, teaching, running, being dad. It's a little crazy right now, but loving it. It's been good. Tell us, tell the people though about our run on Friday because you came over to Spokane for your spring break, which I, a lot of people, maybe that's the spring break go-to place to go uh, in Washington, but tell us a little bit about the run because that was a brutal run, man. Oh man, I was just getting Keenan out, showing him the the beauty of the American Rift Valley, Spokane, Washington. Um, took him to some of my favorite trails up in Riverside State Park. Shout out to our, uh, I know a lot of our North Central athletes uh, train out there. A lot of the Mead guys maybe train out there, some Shadle guys. Um, it's just beautiful. I mean, the, the trails, you get some elevation, it's along the river. Um, it's there's not, there's not too many places in the world. I think I'd rather run. So it's, we had to get Keenan out there to experience it, even though I was running all over him, but you know, he's not, he's not, he's not wrong there. He, he kicked my butt up the Hills after we climbed over a little over a thousand feet. At some point I was just walking up the Hills. Cause I thought this is not even a trail. We're walking on the side of, we're running on the side of the mountain. For me, this this is not this should this is not a trail whatsoever. But we got it over when we had a good time and got a good 70 minute run. But follow us on Strava. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, check it out on Strava, both Alex McIntyre's and Keenan Gray's Strava profiles. But track and field is finally back in session, and we have all sorts of good stuff to talk about this episode. But before we get into those to that information, we do have some breaking news and a school record has been broken. From Timberline High School, Daniel Hunter, 12.30 in the 100 meters. Yes, sprinting is new this year to the runner Washington, so get used to that this year. Uh, congratulations to Timberline's own Daniel Hunter, 12.30 in the 100 meter, a new school record for the Blazers as she gets that done in North Thurston, against North Thurston today. So virtual clap for her right there, fellas. I know you all can't see us clapping, um, but we're giving her a round of applause for that. So congratulations, Danielle. All right, let's start off with the boys track preview. Looking at the distances from cross country season, we had a lot of great results. We had some really fast times. We had some solid outings, uh, a lot of wins by these individuals. Um, but I want to start off with uh, someone that we has, has somewhat that has surprised a lot of us and could possibly go down as one of the greatest runners we've seen in 
quite some time. And that's Ethan Coleman of Olympia. Uh, last six months or so, he, he's been truly incredible. I mean, you look at the performances he's put together, both in cross country and track. Uh, last fall, ran the fastest 5K time in the state of 14.43. This spring, ran a 16.03.5 on a very, very challenging course and was this year's South Sound League champion. Although Alex will say that his team won that. So he's Got that above Ethan Coleman and the Olympia Bears right there. Uh, but this past couple of weeks, Coleman has two personal best times of 901.54 in the 3200 and 418.54 in the 1600. Guys, what do we like about Coleman so far? We, we've talked about him all season long, but this is a heck of a start for him this season. Uh, yeah, I I really like Ethan. I respect him a lot. And um, his performances and his times kind of speak for themselves. But when you talk to him, he's he's super humble. Uh, I think even one of your articles that you had written, Keenan, you know, he's mentioning how much he respects the people he runs against. Um, you start talking to him, and he's the type of guy who I think he's like way into band and choir and successful with that. So you look at these athletes who kind of commit to all things in life and it's it's no surprise that they they run well so i love these well-rounded athletes like ethan coleman isaac teeples of kamaikins also on the list continuing his dominating performance year in and year out runner of the year two-time runner of the year i should say for cross country for the runner washington ran a lifetime best 1444 on the track last fall and then ran season best marks of 1527.3 and in the three mile 1439.5 has had a solid start to his junior track season running 42103 and 931.29 in the 32. Kyle, you're his coach. What have you seen so far from your boy Isaac? Well, assistant, assistant to the assistant uh, regional manager. Um, you know, he's just, he's a hard worker. He shows up practice and works super hard. He's had some really incredible um, practices, especially with most of our meets being on Thursday. That gives us Friday to recover and then Saturday to hit some really big stuff. So, uh, yeah, I I think from what we've seen in sophomore year, we shouldn't be surprised to see some fast times all around. Also on the list, Bryce Serkinick of Yelm, of course, Alex's own. Um, I think we can all agree it probably wasn't the senior season he wanted. But again, those were some very tough courses that uh, the Yelm Tornadoes and just that South Puget Sound League. That was a very, very challenging course as they ran on the season. Uh, but he still ran a 5K personal best time of 1544 this season. Uh, uh, just kidding. No, he did not. Uh, picked up. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know if you meant personal best this year or all time, but. That was, that was the best time of the season. Sorry. Season best time. Sorry. My bad. Pardon. But that 1544 season best time uh, following the cross country season made a quick turnaround has ran 204 in the 800 this season, 429 in the 16, 925.77 and 32. Obviously I don't know him enough. Alex speak on behalf of that. Cause I got his season best and PR totally mixed up. Oh no, you're good. I, yeah, he, I, I think it's not fair to say that, it wasn't the season he was looking for because our, our courses were incredibly slow. Um, but he was the most challenged this year with Ethan Coleman. I think he got the greatest opportunities to run against some of the best around. Um, and on both days he took on Coleman, Coleman was the faster guy. Uh, it'll be cool to see what happens when we're on the track and things um, are more um, comparable and, and we can start seeing some big times coming up. Um, but he's, well, I guess I'll talk more about well-rounded athletes again. I just found out today that he's the salutatorian. You know, he's an Eagle Scout. He um, is just just somebody who wants to be the best at everything. And again, that that shows on the track. So, 
great, great kid. I'm looking forward to these last few races with him. And it's a, a Gonzaga commit. You oh, can't yeah. complain about that. That's the greatest thing in the world. Absolutely. Love the Zags. Exactly. We all love the Zags. Go Zags. Two athletes I want to talk about on this top five list in particular who have just been crushing it since the beginning of the track season, which was a couple weeks ago. Evan Jenkins of Camus High School, Cooper Quigley of Sela. Now, Evan has been running attached with the Camus Papermakers. He's been running at all sorts of different meets, I believe down in like, excuse me, Chandler, Arizona, Arizona area. One of those times being he ran 415.21 in the 16 in his opener and then 916.72 for a 3,200. Now moving back to last week, he actually put those times down even far or moved those times down farther, ran 411 and I believe 906 in the 3,200. Uh, and in cross country, he ran a season best time of 1556, but it seems like for him, the mindset has been track all along. Um, not necessarily using cross country uh, as well, I guess using cross country as a strength base for track, but he's been just running out of his mind the last couple of meets. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense with the weird season we've been having. And not that look at Camus's races, but with the weird distances, people doing three Ks, four Ks. You know, he's going into a time when colleges are looking to see how well he's running. And since there's no state meet to really compare to see how he is across the state, you know, just focus on like what Alex said earlier, the thing that you can be more comparable to track and everyone's got the same 400 meter track, depending on the condition of the, how old it is. But uh, yeah, I think that's the smarter thing to do if you're focusing on, uh, running well at college and getting looked at and wanting to get recruited someplace big, which I'm sure he is. He's a great runner. The same thing with Cooper Quigley. He's currently right now ranked number one in the state in the 800 running an incredible time of 156.45 in which he won that race um, by 24 seconds. 24 seconds he winning an 800 meter rate in a duel. He's running 156. Imagine what he can run with the competition. Perhaps maybe there might have been a rabbit in there, although I doubt it because this is a high school. We don't have rabbits like they do at the collegiate professional ranks, but 156, you win by 24 seconds. That speaks a lot about him, and especially since he's a basketball player too. There's that explosiveness that comes from being a basketball player that he brings over onto the track. Yeah, and they haven't even had a basketball season yet. He's not He's not even coming off of that explosive season. So, no, I, I think that in a year with competition or even this year, if he gets competition the, um, to take him there, he's a, he's a 152 guy for sure. Uh, and that's right up there with the top guys that we've seen in Washington. So that's, that's cool to see. And he's also a 423 guy in the 1600 and has also run, I believe uh, 938.1 in the 3200. We'll, if he's fresh enough to run a 3200, maybe say in the next week or so, I, I think he can do some damage probably like sub 920, 915. What do you guys think? It's, it's hard this year because we're so limited with races. I've been kind of battling that with, with the athletes. It's like, okay, you got about five races. Are we going to really focus you in on that 816 where we know you're real quick? Um, or do we make you this well-rounded quality distance runner and kind of you know pick up points where you can? Um, good runners are good runners in my mind. I think not all coaches agree on that, but um, I think your top 800 guys are putting out good 3,200 times too. So he should fit into that category. Oh, for sure. Agree there. It's 
we were actually talking about that at our first meet at Kennewick. Like, what are we going to have all these guys do with this shortened season and where there's no state meet to really qualify or worry about? Do you just, you know, run one meet, you just focus on one race, and next you focus on the other, you know, 32 and then the eight and do the 16 and not worry about doubling because it's a weird season. Who cares what happens? So, yeah, it should be interesting. And the crazy thing is some of these kids are doing these races where they PR or running season best times in the same exact meet. It's not like they're fresh and just running one race or tempoing one race. They're coming into a meet racing both of them and coming out with really, really fast times. That's the crazy part about this whole season so far. With even more limited recovery time than we're used to, because it's all, it's all, is that, uh, true for everywhere. It's all duels right now. I don't think anybody's doing for the majority of it is duels or tries. I think yeah. like in the mid Columbia conference, they have tries because they have more teams in that area, but yeah. And- yeah. I know like for, for our last few meets, if you're doing the 16, eight double, you've got about 35 to 40 minutes of recovery time in between. Um, so it's, it's yeah, pretty incredible that athletes are running this well with such limited recovery. It's so crazy. Like I, I was up at a college meet this last Saturday and everything's on schedule. Like they don't push anything ahead. Like if a race is done with, okay, cool. We are going to wait now until the exact time we have the, have this race listed. They're, when they're does that mo- ever happen? <laughs> we have to wait for the event. Cause we said it'd be at two four instead of, Oh, we said the event was at two forty, but we're actually looking at three twenty. Sorry. You just warmed up. <laughs> no, I, and I totally get that. And I was up at Spokane falls for solid, probably six hours. Uh, taking pictures and watching a lot of people run some fast times, but it's just different when you have that uh, less of a time to recover. It's incredible what these young athletes can do, but it's not surprising. They're young. They're strong. They can do a lot of fast things. There there's a warm up that the Oregon guys do and that they really credit to how fast they've been running in their indoor race. And I wonder if that has something to do, something similar where you have like something quick, a couple hours or about 40 minutes before. And that helps you with not feeling so sluggish for the next race. The Oregon, I don't know, maybe you can cut this part out. Is it like plyometric stuff? I know in a podcast, uh, Cole Hawker talked about, they have like this really rough workout where, well, like a workout as a warm up where they do like a minute at, around like not a mile pace but in between like a 5k and mile pace maybe like a 3k pace and that way they don't feel so sluggish for like the first lap or so in a in the mile it's in a i forget which podcast it was in i think it was uh, running rivals with uh with uh, david ribich and uh, what's the other guy's name our own nick halger not no no oh not running rivals sorry i'm thinking i'm sitting kick sitting kick poscat podcast with david ribich and josh kerr uh, josh kerr that one you should know who josh kerr is you got his mustache <laughs> but david ribich is my dude he's a d2 guy western washington Kyle others, has my mustache exactly others to watch for, right off of him others to watch for in distances this season zach munson of Seahome. you know how i always praise about this kid had a great cross-country season breaking the Lake padding course time record for Seahome High School. Sam Geiger of Camus. We really haven't seen him race this season either. Maybe he's 
I'm not going to justify or guess anything that he's hurt or he's taking this time off, but hopefully we'll see him race sometime soon because we'll, he's a fast kid. He's also going to be a Gonzaga Bulldog, so go Zags. Cruz Corvin of Lakes High School had a really, really good fall season and has had a great start to the spring season. I believe he ran 426 in the mile most recently. Ferndale's Landon Struvent, a 158. 800 meter runner, although during the summertime or springtime last season, I believe he ran 155 solo effort in an 800 on a very, very windy day out in Ferndale or perhaps Laurel, Washington, somewhere in Whatcom County. Bishop Blanchett's Will Schneider. Haven't seen him race on the track this season. Blanchett just finished up cross country. Solid year, 1524 in the 5K. Probably should have been on my first team all state, although like I said, I switched gears to track and field because I didn't want to focus on cross country and track at the same time. And the last two, Jackson duo, Braden Charbonneau, Brendan Charbonneau and Jordan Hansen. We know what those boys are capable of. Although they ran all, only four Ks this last fall or this last spring in cross country. So we probably should see some fast times on the track coming pretty soon. Switching gears to the sprints. I, I know you guys aren't as knowledgeable in the sprints. Um, so this is where I'm my time where I can kind of make my guesstimation or my judgment based on who I think is going to have a, a pretty good year. Although if you don't know this name, Anthony Smith from Eastside Catholic, if it doesn't sound very familiar right now, he's currently the number one 100, 200 and 400 meter sprinter in our state with times of 10.49, 21.46 and I believe he ran 48-something last – yeah, 48.06 for a personal best. And he ran that last season at the Desert Dream last hurrah. He's going to run for the University of Washington. Just looking at these times, you, you don't even have to know about sprints. You know that this kid is a legit runner. Absolutely. And we're seeing tons of um, – I don't, I don't know if he's a football guy. I really don't know much about him at all, but – Funny thing is he used to run cross country. Oh, really? Okay. So, I mean, we're seeing a lot of like football guys come straight from football and run some decent sprints, but I know even in like our Thurston area, uh, I think two people have run under 12, 12 seconds. So to see a 10, four in an early weird season, uh, that's, that's, that's really impressive. And, And he's legit though. Like he's been on the national level. As I talked about, he, he raced at the last, desert dream last hurrah against some of the best nation some of the best that the nation has to offer in the 200 and 100 and i think he won the 400 meter down at that invite and he might and i think he i believe he finished top two in both the 100 and 200 so on a national level he's really talented and is a really fun athlete to watch because of how incredibly fast he is that's that's the scary thing about anthony smith and the huskies picked up a really really good sprinter for their sprint group in the near future. So Jesuit Anderson, congrats. That's a heck of a sprinter you got there. And for those that don't know who Jesuit Anderson is, he is the assistant coach at the university of Washington. Predominantly, I believe he sprints and hurdles. Also on the list, Isaiah Davis of federal way high school. He was also down at the desert dream last raw last season, uh, quite the freshman year he had in back in 2019 though, Qualified for the 200, did not qualify for the 100, uh, ran 22.43, which is a smooth and fast time for a freshman right there. But his personal best mark is 21.68. Last spring, he ran that at the uh, AAU National Junior Olympics. Most recently, he competed at indoor national championships where he ran 7.2 
and 23.82 for indoor. And then we also got a small school 1A guy on here, Logan Allen. Again, not very many small schools have really, really fast sprinters. Probably your, your fastest sprinter you might get is like in a, a, a low 11, 9, 11, 8, and then the 200, perhaps a 23, 24. This kid, 11.39 in the 100 and 22.4. Also a key anchor to Lakeside's 4x1 and 4x4 relay state championships back in 2019. But last spring, running at the West Coast AAU Junior Olympic Games, 10.94 in the 100, 22.07. Now this guy might actually have my favorite name. The next one I'm about to talk about, Kiki McQueen from Spanaway Lake High School. Known for his abilities on the football field as a three-star recruit, I believe corner or safety. Uh, this is his first year coming out to track. And in his first race ever, ran 11.09 in the 100 and 22.62 in the 200. And he also helped span away to a four-by-one relay uh, first place win against Lincoln of Tacoma in his first ever track meet. Right now, he ranks top five in the state in both the 100 and 200. Alex, you already talked about football guys that come out who have the, the ability to be sprinters. Well, this kid, he's trying to probably play collegiate football, and he's trying to get faster. He's trying to get stronger. This is helping him out tremendously, and I think he'll be able to land himself a scholarship to play somewhere in football. Oh, for sure. It just drives me nuts. I'm also a head track coach at Yelm, and when you have – football guys especially like in senior year maybe when they're already going to be heading off to college here pretty soon they're saying oh I need to I need to work is work on getting big and strong in the gym before I go play football at college I'm like no <laughs> go get fast I promise you your, your coach wants you to go get fast on the track um it just yeah they they pair well together so. that that might be my new favorite name now Kiki McQueen that's a great I, name it's a great name I think honestly though I think I believe his real name is Charles I don't know why his nickname is Kiki. I'm trying to set up an interview with him for another interview with the runner Washington to talk with him about his success so far, but also want to find out the nickname behind Kiki and why he's called Kiki McQueen. I just like it. It's awesome. And then the last, it sounds fast. Well, with a name like that, with a speed like that, he should be lightning McQueen. Exactly. Like that was, that was my first thought. I was like, if your last name's McQueen, you got to be fast. That's, that's just how it, how it works. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> yeah. Last, last guy on the list, Aslan James Frazier of Lakes High School. Another uh, athlete just like McQueen, uh, football guy, talented on the football field, makes his track and field debut, ran 11.04 in the 100, and then 22.96 in the 200, ranking him also top five in the state in these events. Also, Lakes High School as a whole – I, I kind of, you guys probably saw my post about this, but they have what I call the fast four. If you look at their hundred meter times and you combine them, I believe their four by four, four by one hundred meter relay is between 42 seconds and 43 seconds, which is moving pretty fast for a four by one relay. I, I That's assume. Incredible. I, I assume. Again, I'm not someone who has knowledge about sprinters, but that sounds pretty fast to me. I, if I'm a lakes coach right now, I'm just so bummed that there's not a state meet because they're they're stacked in multiple events. Like lakes is is very solid this year, and they usually are. Lakes has a, yeah. a pretty good track program, um, 
great, great coaches, but you're, you're right, Keenan. They're, they're quick. They're quick kids in distance and sprints. And I'm talking about like Marquez Thompson, David Wells. Uh, I believe there's one more on the hundred meter list. I trying to, I know his last name is Drummond, but his name is not popping up right now. I feel like an idiot right now. Um, but you get my point though, that this is a legitimately talented, talented. Oh, sorry. Jacob Drummond. Jacob Drummond is, is the other Lakes kid who runs 11, three, four. That's your slowest kid running 11, three, four. That's fast. And that's your slowest kid. I would like to be that slow. <laughs> if that's the slowest, that's incredible. <laughs> also other athletes to watch for Hayden Fisher, a standout in the 400 from Sumner high school. Also in the 400, Brian Lee of Tumwater, Jalen Weber of Chiawana, talented. I think is another football guy coming out for the first time runs really well in the hundred, 200, and also the 400 Calvin Abstein, Burlington Edison high school. Go Tigers from walking from the Walken County, Skagit County area and rounding up uh, the sprinters is Leroy Horton of the Curtis Vikings. Switching gears to the girls side, back to the distance runners. Let's talk about Ella Borsheim from Bellarmine Prep. A lot of the athletes, as we've mentioned, have ran 4Ks for the predominantly of the cross country season. 1411.9 for 4K for Ella Borsheim. It's pretty good. I think that's pretty good, don't you think? For 4K? Yeah. I don't know what that is for 4K, to be honest. I am I know 3-mile and 5K, anything below is just uh, – or maybe a 2-mile. We could probably but, add about, what, like 3 minutes and 30 seconds or something, so we're still looking at mid to high 17s. That's, that's pretty good. We'll take it. Oh, yeah. Well, when you're winning a race also by a minute and a half in those races, I think it's pretty good as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's already began her track season running at the NA – NSAF meet of champions in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. See, why can't track meets just go by track meet or just why do they have to have acronyms? Why? Someone explain that to me. To mess with like, you, Canon. Exactly. To, to, to mess around. The national safe athletes. National. You got to have fun with the acronyms every now and then if you don't know what they stand for, like uh, nation's safe adversaries federation you can have fun with that all you want but i just want okay. to be able to pronounce the track meets without having any problem whatsoever nsaf mm. no schools as fast there, nah, we go. there let's, you let's go let's go with that right. off that just tangent NSAF. off that tangent a little bit because we love to do that on this show 453.89 in the true mile a season best for her placing fifth overall or excuse me placing no yet fourth in that race overall and then placing fifth in the two mile 1036.04 but last week she already ran 1020 in the 3200 and then 457 in the 1600 i'd say she's bounced back from where she was as a sophomore because it truly was a sophomore slump for her in in cross country that season uh, bounced back tremendously in track a couple months later and is now back to the way she used to be running her freshman year and is there's no surprise that she's right now the top athlete in our state right now I don't know. I thought uh, Allie Janky was still around. Allie Janky is still around, but she hasn't raced track yet. So that would be a great matchup. Would we would love, we to, would see love to see an Ella Borsheim versus, versus Allie Janky. Well, then next on our list, Julia David Smith of Issaquah. Between the fall and spring season, she's probably had 
the greatest cross-country season of her high school career, despite no state meet this season. Uh, the Washington Husky commit ran a new lifetime best of 17.02 in September at the Desert Daylight Cross-Country Invite and won all three high school cross-country races in an Issaquah uniform for the final time. Hasn't made her track and field debut, but comes in with personal best marks of 213.01, 450, and 1031. Obviously, she's probably on paper the best athlete in track and field athlete right now coming back from that 2019 season. She'd be uh, varsity on most boys' teams. So <laughs> You are That's not a- wrong. She's, she's running really, really well. That's no disrespect to the boys, but that's just that's just the world we live in right now with the dual meets and all the small school stuff. Yeah, I hope she doesn't get too much faster because she's knocking on my high school PRs and I already feel bad about myself as is. So, Well, then you're not going to like this next athlete because she probably has your PRs from high school, and that's Allie Janke of North Central. In the four races that she ran this season – not only did she go undefeated and dominate the greater Spokane league competition, she broke two course records, one being at Franklin park for the three mile race in 17 12. And then at central Valley, where it was the GSL culminating event, 5k course record time of 1737. Janky will be heading to Arkansas next fall to run with the Razorbacks and will bring along personal best marks of 1643 in the 5k 442 in the true mile and then 1010 in the 3200. Kyle, did she beat your high school marks? Well, not for the mile, but for the uh, two miles she did. And let's see here. What's her 800? She, she, same thing for me. She got me in the 32 by three seconds. Dang. Two seconds by me. And I got her by three on the mile. So true mile though, or are we talking 1600? Darn it. Cause this is a true mile that she ran that in. So technically That's, it's so probably 440, 440 for a 16. Got me at the line then, Kyle. We we were the same athlete in high school. I think we were like think we we were. We should have been training buddies. I know. I think we I didn't... was the same athlete as you guys too in the sixteen because I ran four forty one. Yeah. Jeez, Allie, yeah, why right you gotta there. make us feel slow? Guys in the low four forties start podcasts and grow mustaches. It's what we do. <laughs> I don't have do. a mustache. What are you talking about? Well, get on Not it, man. Not I don't yet. Have, I don't control that whatsoever. Well, I think I saw one at the store. You can just buy it and just plaster it on for the podcast so you can get the get the right vibes going. Maybe I just need to go find somewhere that has the Drew Manchu outlook. And just, there you go. Because who doesn't love the Drew Manchu mustache? Because that was incredible. It's pretty That's good. Awesome. Moving on. Ellen Nelson of Walla Walla. Injuries kept her out from being a top three podium contender at the 4A cross-country meet in 2019. But with extra recovery from the racing this last year, I think her health has benefited quite a bit because she's able to not only land a scholarship with the University of Oregon, uh, but last week she ran 217 for an 800. And then whatever, or sorry, 457 prior to that 217. So whatever span of hours or minutes that was in, that's still incredible. Alex, you've already talked about like the 35 to 40 minute span that these athletes have the time and they're waiting for their meets. Yeah, it's tough to do. That's really tough to do. Um, I, I, I like the dual meet culture. I think uh, Eastern Washington does a little bit more than we do over here in Western Washington. Um, but, you know, in a normal Western Washington track meet, you usually have two, three schools on a weekday and, 
obviously Saturday, the bigger ones. So um, usually those bigger times kind of come on Saturdays with, with more recovery time. So doing the, the, the double and the dual, that's, that's tough to do. They're doing it. Answers already ran 1053.6 and the 32 as well. She might be the mo- one of the more improved runners we've had so far because of the injuries she's had. She's had two ankle sprains. I believe she had some hip problems as well. And now she's bouncing back in and getting back to her old running ways, which is great and awesome. Yeah, she gets to race um, Richland this weekend, Nellie Wazowskis. So that should be a pretty good battle. I think they met in the first week, but now they get to run against each other again. So that should be pretty good. And, and Natalie Wazowskis has already ran 505 in the 16. Oh, yeah. So that's, that should be some good competition right here. I think that Natalie won that race too. I want to say by 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So we're, yeah, we're they good. raced against each other in the 32 in the first week and Ella beat her by about 10 seconds. So it's a good battle. I'm excited. I, th- I think Natalie and Ella are both predominantly 1600 type runners, type runners anyways. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them break five in, in this week's duel. That'll be, I hope they both are in the 16. Routing out the top five. From Holy Names. Holy Names has always had great distance runners from their program. Obviously, Jordan Oaks, Aaron Ripple, and now Sarah Merkin. Sarah Merkin gonna go, is going to go run for Notre Dame next season. Personal best mark, 213 in the 800, 503 in the 1600. She's also throw down a one-minute point eight two in the open 400 and was a member of the Cougars' last two four by 400 meter relay teams that place top five at state. As I've already said, like Holy Names is a phenomenal program and they do an excellent job with their distance runners, but I'm ready to see Sarah Merkin finally break 210 Cause I think she's more than capable of doing that. She has that speed for it. Yeah. There have been a program that's been dominant in three a for years and years. So, you know, she's been one of the gals that have led them to their success uh, top program in Notre Dame, obviously interested in hers. That's where she's going. So she's a phenomenal runner. And I think what's going to be, and I said this with cross country, the worst part about this year is there's no state meet to kind of see how someone like Sarah will stack up against some of the gals here on the East side. So. And perhaps we may, maybe we see an unattached race. Although I did get an email the other day saying there's going to be something going on AAU Northwest rise here in Washington. I don't know what exactly it is, although it said combined events. So I would assume maybe it's like a decathlon, heptathlon kind of thing, but they are doing individual events. Perhaps we'll see some, uh, some entries that are some really fast athletes. Others to watch for Lauren Larson, Port Angeles had a really, really good spring. Also Allison Peterson of Hawkinson, really, really good spring as well. She'll be running for air force Academy. Blake Sharan, 1802 for 5K. Lily Hargraves, a Redmond. Not necessarily some fast times this spring in cross country, but I think on the track, she's she's so much better than on the cross country course. Macy Marquardt, I'm excited to see what she does this season. And I know Kyle is as well, because down in the Mid-Columbia Conference, she did a phenomenal job in cross country this the last couple of months. I believe she's already ran an 800 and a 1600 as well this season. We already talked about Richland's Natalie Rosowskis, 505 in the mile, 1103 in the 3200. 
Eastlake's Emily Van Valkenburg. Didn't see her at all race this spring in cross country. I, I don't know if I'm concerned about that or not. Maybe a little because I was because she was just running so well this last fall. And I was excited to see what she could do in the spring season. Although perhaps maybe she took the spring cross country season off because she ran really fast times in the fall. I just wanted to get some base training in. So perhaps she's getting ready for the track season, which should be starting up pretty soon for Eastlake because I believe Eastlake just got done with cross country. And then rounding out Lily O'Donoghue McDonald, really, really solid spring, 1744 5K runner for Seattle Prep. I'm excited to see what she can do in the 3200 as a longer distance runner. Switching gears towards sprints. Even if you don't know about sprints at all, you should know about Tahoma High School and the, the girls they have produced in sprinters and hurdles and even jumps as well. They've been phenomenal. Talking about like Aaliyah Wilson, Elena Brady, even Aaliyah Wilson's twin sister, uh, Alicia Wilson. But now you have Adagi Osaro Igwe coming into her senior year. For the past few seasons, she has been Perfect. She has just been running phenomenally well. 11.76 in the 100, 23.68 in the 200, and a 58.28 in the open 400. And her sophomore season in 4A track, second in the 100 behind three-time state champion and teammate of hers, Aaliyah Wilson, first in the 200 and was a key leg to the Bears 4 by 100 meter relay state championship team. If you Guys, and I don't know if you have this pulled up right now, but if you look back at that relay team, the four at 100 meter times in 20 in 2019, 46.6 for a girls for 100 meter relay. That's moving. That's moving fast. And like I said, Tahoma's had some great athletes come through their program. The relays are what the most exciting parts with the sprints. I mean, everyone loves a good finish, but the, with this close sprint race, but relays are where it's at. It's interesting when you look at the sprints because it seems like, other than the outliers, the strong sprints programs are always strong. Like what you're saying with Tahoma, um, same thing. I think like like Lakes 400 runners. It seems like there's always a bunch of them. Uh, I don't I don't know about this here for sure, but um, it's it's almost like a a tradition. Like we we go here and we know that we run fast because this is where we're from. It's I think you see that in our distance events too. So the crossover is cool to see with sprints. And it's predominantly those Seattle schools that are really, really good at the sprints. Like we're talking like a Rainier Beach. Look at like Emmanuel Wells from Rainier Beach or a Bianca Green from Garfield High School. Those are some legit sprinters that we've had come through the state of Washington. I don't know if you guys remember Marcus Chambers. Oh, yeah. No, he was fast. Marcus Chambers from Foss High School went on the run at the University of Oregon. I'm pretty positive he ran a 47 as a high schooler in the open four. Mm Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong about that, but yeah, we've had some really good sprinters come through. Second athlete, Antoinette Stubfield of Sammamish High School. My dad's alma mater, go totems right there. Was nearly unbeatable in her sophomore season in 2A. Uh, Probably would have won the 2A 100-meter race. Unfortunately, or excuse me, in the 200-meter race, uh, she false start in that race, had a little hiccup in prelims was not able to qualify for finals, uh, but bounced back in the hundred meter ran 12.21 and helped the totems to a four by 200 meter relay team finish of fourth place at the two a state meet. Ashley Hollenbeck, Bonnie Lake high school. Funny 
it's actually she's actually a former teammate of Tahoma's Osaro Igwe, but then transferred to Bonnie Lake the year after. But she was part of that relay. I think I believe she was part of that relay team that Osaro Igwe was on in 2018, 2019. But Hollenbeck, she's carving her own path, which is totally awesome too. When she joined the Panthers back in her sophomore year, uh, she hasn't looked back since. She's earned herself her scholarship to run at Washington State University. She's ran 12.6 of the 100, 25.34 in the 200. The Cougs have a great addition to their sprint program. And we know the Cougs have had some really good sprinters in years past. Kentwood, Emma Pollock. When you're talking about strong sprinters, 400-meter runners are the strongest sprinters of the bunch because it's either a distance runner that has really fast speed that runs the 800, or it's a short sprinter but has really is really fast, but also has really good strength. She's someone that has both tangibles, fast and strong. 56.5 in the open four uh, from last spring's Twilight Trials virtual meet. And then recently in the West Coast AAU Junior Olympic Games, running 57.39. Also a really good hurdler as well in the 300-meter hurdles. She also led the Conquerors to 4-100-meter and 4 by 200 meter relay team state titles. Conquerors. I like that high school name. What do you guys think of that mascot for your Kentwood Conquerors? I like it. That's I good. It. That's, That's up there name. with Graves and Bombers. That's a good one. That's a good one right there. And then rounding I mean, up the list. Tornadoes. Oh, oh, I mean, tornadoes. No, I'm. First of all, there's no <laughs> tornadoes in Yelm. The story goes that the year the school was founded, there was, but I don't oh. believe it. This is why. This is why. This is yeah. why. It's like this yeah. is the way, but instead it's this is why. Yeah, Keenan's got the shirt. Represent. I do have the shirt. It's a, a great shirt. I will never say no to a cross country or track and field high school shirt. So if anybody out there wants to send me some gear, I will not say no to it. You heard it from me. And he Friday. paid for mine. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, I we'll paid take for free yours. Stuff. Also, at least someone will give me their shirt, unlike – Kamiakin High School, who won't give me mine. What? You never bought one. I, I did buy a Runcano shirt. I never got it. Show me the receipt. Show me the receipt, and I will figure out where it's at. But See, I'm the idiot that deletes the receipt on when I get the email for it, so I have no proof. But I do remember buying one. Well, you can check your charges on your card, right? Check your previous statements. I'm sure I can, but that takes a lot of effort, it seems like. What were you saying about tangents? <laughs> I'm always the one going off tangents. You <laughs> fellas, stop that with me. Rounding out the you know, top you're, five you're list. You're dragging our name into the dirt. I got to defend her myself here. I got to defend the Kamaikan brand. Run Kano. That's what it is. Kymil Galden of Central Kitsap. 15 wins and a two state runner-up finishes in her freshman season. Not too shabby for the Central Kitsap Cougar in her freshman campaign. Galden showed signs of true potential all season long with personal best marks of 12.23 in the 100 and then 24.7 in the 200. But what really stood out was those runner-up finishes at the 3A state track meet uh, that showed us what a great competitor she truly is. Uh, to also go along with those marks, she ran 60.27 in the Open 400. So far this season as a junior, 13-3-1 in the 100, and has guided the Cougars to wins in the 400-meter relay, or 4-100-meter relay, and 4-by-200-meter relay. So not as fast of times as she was at her freshman year, but again, COVID stuff happens. People might have not trained as much or people might have not be as strong as they used to be. Again, COVID gets in the way and it does a lot to us. So 
it's okay, but I'm sure she'll get back to fast times as she had her freshman year. Oh, Others to watch for. Or excuse did me. A, no. Oh, did a sport in uh, the for the fall season and just isn't as well conditioned. Perhaps. It's a weird year. It's a weird year. Weird year. But also she I I still think she's a talented athlete. Oh, Others sure. to watch for this season. Riley Pyatt of Squim. Ava Woolen of Olympia, Alyssa Cohen of North Kitsap, who was this week's athlete of the week, Taylor Woodroth of River Ridge, Lindsay Loverich of Peninsula, Morgan Little of Mount Tahoma. Don't confuse that with Mount Tahoma and Tahoma. They will get mad at you about that. And rounding out at that last list, Shayla Bradley of La Center. Girls and boys track previews are concluded. I think we will wrap up today's show because we decided to ramble on a ton today. But, fellas, when you look at these lists and the excitement, the the energy, the times that we're all seeing so far, I think this is going to be a solid track season, much like this last cross-country season. Yeah, track is set up for, for more success, I believe, than – um, cross country was there's was a little bit more planning involved the cross country season segues nicely into track um, so I think we kind of expected some some big times or uh, for at least things to look a little bit more uh, normal I was kind of a nerd while we were working here and I looked it up I'm kind of excited uh, Ali Janky is running the same times actually a little bit faster than Katie Knight and Amy Eloise Neal in the uh, 16 and we know how successful they were so I'd actually I don't know what the girls Washington 1600 record is but she's got to be knocking on the door I think it might be 438 Alexi frames in 433 433 okay it's a lot faster than I thought oh, wow. um, but still um, that's 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 cool to see a, a North Central girl running that fast I believe it's I, – I know it's in the 430s by Alexi Frames. I, I, I could be totally wrong. That's not 433, um, but I know it's way down there in, in the 430s. It's quick. Whenever Alexis PR is, that's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Good observation right there. That's the best observation you've had all day in this episode. Good job. I mean, for me, I'm thinking about this episode. I'm thinking – one word I'm thinking here is no real surprises. Maybe that's more than one word. Um, if you hyphenate it, it's all one word. If it's but, hyphenated, I, mean, I will never figure. From... <laughs> if it's hyphenated, I won't ever figure about it. I think you just make it a hashtag. There you go. Yeah, hashtag. Then it's all one word. Hashtag one way trend. to confuse ways to confuse Keenan. There we go. It's so many of them. That'd be like a thousand things in that hashtag. I'm kidding. Um, but you see sprinters who are coming from powerhouses and distance runners that were great in this fall winter season so really excited and glad that we're into the track season yeah I will I'm, say, I'm, I'm, oh go ahead Alex. oh i'm sorry I was, I was just gonna say one um surprise to me was corvin from lakes uh and if i was gonna make an early prediction i would say within the next two years he's a top dog in the state and i wouldn't have said that last fall um, so that's really cool to see i like i like seeing um those surprises like that maybe not a huge surprise but he's he's running well going back to your girls record time i just looked it up i was right 433.29 is the state record wow she ran that as a junior wow guess what her freshman time was 440 you're exactly right she ran 440 her freshman year 
It's raw talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as her eighth grader, she ran 506. Like Alexi frames it. There's, there's no reason why she's not a professional runner. I hope we can see her in Tokyo pretty at the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. She's got a new coach. So sky's the limit. Exactly. I'm looking forward to all, all the track and field stuff. I, you guys know how much I love this sport. I think it's probably my favorite sport out of both cross country and track. It's there's just so much that goes on, but also it makes it challenging for me to cover as well. So part of the reason I also like covering cross country, probably a little bit more than track and field because there's, it's not as much to cover with that sport, but I'm excited. I'm excited to talk more about sprinters this year, learn more about them. Um, Hopefully you guys can learn more about the sprinters this year. I know you guys are distance junkies, but we're here to provide content for kids and make the best out of it and make them happy that someone out there is, is caring about them and, and covering their sport. Absolutely. That's great. I love it. So to wrap up our show, as usual, Alex, give me your final thoughts. Well, final thoughts are track is back. They're running fast. I'm excited. I'm glad to be coaching. I'm glad to see kids just doing something that looks somewhat normal. Like <laughs> today was a nice day in Yelm and I'll tell you what, there's not much better feeling than um, watching kids get after it on the track on a nice day. So uh, I have high expectations for the season. I think we're about to see some really cool, cool things happen. Kyle, final thoughts. Yeah. Just really excited to see how races are going to go uh, with this Similar issues with the cross country where the you're know, really racing against people in your own city or league. So won't we probably won't be able to see too many incredibly fast times. So I obviously wrong because Coleman just ran like a 901. So you know, just really excited to see what kids can bust out and run fast. And on this episode of track previews and also a lot of weird tangents because we like to make this episode a little more entertaining than usual because we finally have Alex back, get him back in the groove of things. It's not the rundown without having a lot of random things to talk about, ain't it, boys? Definitely. Yeah, it's great. For Alex McIntyre, Kyle Paulson, this is Keenan Gray saying thank you for tuning in to the rundown here on the Runner Washington website, www.therunnerwa.com. For all things high school, cross country, and track and field here in the state of Washington, visit our website, as I've already mentioned, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Track and field is back in session. We're excited to see all the fast times run, and hopefully we'll see some more fast times run this coming week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll have you guys back real soon. Have a good one.